Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronas, it's a Thursday. It's a nice day outside here in Florida. How's it by you? It's overcast. It looks like there's going to be more rain today. We've had a lot of crazy storms over the last two days. Tornado warnings. There was hail. Uh, it was crazy yesterday. So it uh, looks like got more rain coming from the uh, probably like 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. So in the Bronx, too, uh, it's Yankees Red Sox. So uh, I think you're going to see some delays there. Cause there Do you think it some... got rained out? It says 57% chance of rain. Uh, well, I'm looking now. 5 o'clock, 70%, 6 p.m., 90%, 7 p.m., 90%, 8 p.m., 90%, 9 p.m., 80%, 10 p.m., 70%, then it's clear. So They could, they could do a double header. These teams play each other like a thousand times. They do, um, but I'm assuming what's more, they might, wait, they might wait till 10 and just play it at 10. But, uh, yeah, there could be a lengthy rain delay here tonight for uh, Yankees-Red Sox. Okay. Speaking of lengthy delay, I am delaying our, fa- our two-quarterback fantasy football league because I figured I'd make my picks on air for the drama of the moment, Adam. Just throwing it out there for you. All right, here are my choices. I'm going to trust you to give me advice. Well, boy, first I'm gonna of all. I'm going to trust you. You can't trust me. I am in this draft. You ha- I, come on. I would give you good advice. I swear to God, I would not think but about it. But I wouldn't it. ask you, know why? you for advice in a draft tell you. together. I'm going to tell you because you're so far away from me. I don't worry about you. You're going to take who you're going to take because you're 10 picks away from me. I understand that. But what if there's someone I like that I think could fall and I tell you I like him and you take him? Well, there's a chance that he makes it back. Yeah, limited, but okay. Because th- if you're specifically talking about the quarterback position, remember, there's different, it's a different taste for everyone. Uh, I think you know, there's usually a consensus among the top few. But I think once you get to 5 to 12, you might find one guy has a guy 6. Someone else has him 12. I think there's a lot of variance in opinion at the quarterback position this year. I agree with that. I mean, but I will, personally, I wasn't going to take a quarterback here, but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, tell me the difference. Somebody could like Lamar Jackson. Right. Somebody could like Kyler Murray. Somebody could like Josh Allen. Somebody could like Mitch Trubisky. I, I get that. We, all, we don't know. But there are a couple of teams that have not taken a quarterback. Does that shock you at all? You know why it doesn't? Look at where they pick. The two teams, uh, one team that doesn't have a quarterback is Three and five. five. Yeah. So they're kind of sizing it up, and they go, okay, even if the teams after me take a quarterback, I'll be good. Like, they probably have a tier, and they go, yeah, I'm fine with any of these. So now they have a decision to make. Um, obviously, you're picking two overall. So the team at three might have an idea and say, you know what? Uh, to me, the biggest drop-off here was running back. I'll take a running back, and then I'll come back with whatever quarterback makes it to me. And the same team uh, at five, where with me, and we discussed it yesterday, I'm picking 12. So I had a decision to make when I, in the beginning of the fourth round. Do I take 
a risk and wait on quarterback, knowing that there's 23 picks to go before me? And but you know your you actually know your answer to that question because when you look at it, four other quarterbacks went in that round, so you know you did the right thing. Well, yeah, in hindsight, and you know, what if they didn't go though? What if those teams? Said, no, but I'm just saying you have the luxury of knowing you did the right thing because you can look at the draft board and say I did the right thing. I did right now, but if there's a stretch here of ten picks with no quarterbacks, then I'm going to look back and say, man, I shouldn't have done it. Well, it's interesting that you say that because if I pass on quarterback here, which I'm probably thinking of doing, look, I got to assume that in five and six, if everybody's got one, maybe people are not going to take their second and I can eke it out one more round because I'm going to have to do it at the end of six, beginning of seven. Yeah, and this is something I always talk about a lot when giving advice. You kind of have to have a feel for your draft and the draft room is different. Like I saw a comment from someone uh, on a tweet, I forgot who tweeted out, and he's like, oh my goodness, I would have had two quarterbacks by now because that's the mentality in a league where you have to start two quarterbacks. But let's not forget, we also have to start three running backs, four receivers, and two tight ends. So that really changes everything. And before we went on air, you said, I'm just not sure where to go here. And that's, opposite, that's the opposite, I think, usually of you and me. I think we have conviction and we know what we want to do, but that's what's unique about this draft is it makes you think and you say, on one hand, you're like, yeah, I definitely think I should take this here. And you start to think about it, and you're like, mm -mm, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do that. So that's what's unique about this. And you're, you're trying to read the draft room. That was the point here is that, you know, in other drafts, you might have seen the quarterbacks already fly off the board, and you know what you would have to do. Right, here, and force me here. I, they, you don't really, know. The we, puzzle has not been set yet. I mean, it's it's still evolving. That's what's interesting about this draft is that I think Taz, if, he, if his goal was to try to achieve, you could go about this in many different ways. I think he did achieve that because the puzzle can be put together in a hundred different ways. And just like you said, if there were 15 quarterbacks, I'd definitely take a quarterback here. But look, there's only we, 10. Look, we know this. And I'm not saying that the average football league is easy. It's not. But I'm saying, like, in the Fantasy Football World Championship, we know what the model is, right? We're all going to wait on quarterback. We're going to see three tight ends go early, and then most people are going to wait. So, but, it actually is, but it actually is easy, Adam. If you sit near me in Vegas, okay? Next time you're around, I can literally predict who's going to go when. You sit next to me, I'm like, I can tell you the, the players. Oh, I know. But, well, by the time we get to Vegas, we, yeah, know, we know. We know exactly where the guys are right. going. But, we, but my point is the model or the blueprint is we're going to wait on quarterbacks, right? Pretty right. much everyone does. And then obviously someone's tempted in the fifth or sixth and say, oh, how long can I wait on Mahomes? And maybe it's a little bit earlier this year because Mahomes. But for most of us, we are going to wait on a quarterback. We're typically going to wait on a tight end. We're loading up our running backs and receivers. You can't really do that here. No, you can't because you need everything. Like you said, it's so deep. So I'm going to give you six players, all right? Let's just talk about them, and you know, I'll make my own decision because I'm a big boy. I want my big boy pants today. So I'll give you six guys who I'm thinking about here. First, Carrion Johnson. Carrion Johnson, Detroit wants to run. They're dying to run. When healthy... He was a darn good player. But I asked myself, do I want to buy into a good, on a good running back on a bad team? Thoughts on Carrion Johnson? Yeah, love the talent. It's the team context. You are right. They clearly want to run the football, uh, and he can do it all. Uh, so I do like him, but I don't know if they're going to be a bad offense. They're not going to be great. I mean, this is not 
Darren Bevel is already like, we want to be a run first offense. When I hear that, I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, they're gonna oh. they're gonna play a lot of boring games like last year. They're gonna have like these 2017 games that, I, if I remember correctly, weren't like the Lions when the one o'clock games like one of the first ones to yeah, finish all the three forty two. They were done. Yeah, because all they did was run the football. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's another guy for you, Aaron Jones. Love this guy. Aaron Rodgers is there. You've got a healthy Rodgers. Maybe Mike McCarthy's not there. Could this guy finally break out? He could. Uh, injuries are a factor with him, and it's a new coaching staff. So that could be good or bad. They could say, you know what, he's the guy. Or they could say, you know what, uh, we want to use Jamal Williams too. So, you know, as we get past the top few running backs, I think all of them have question marks. And uh, same thing with Average Jones. Look, we love in the fantasy community, the guy's averaged 5.5 yards per carry in his career. We know how dynamic he can be. And he can uh, catch. He can't, but he also missed four games last year, too. Uh, Always, yeah. Yeah, the injuries are a factor, too. So, But, but right, we're I, getting into that tier right now where all the running backs have some type of question mark. All right, I got another core, one more running back for you. Derrick Henry. What if the Titans give him the ball like they did in the playoffs? You get, what, was it a quarter point for every rush? Right. The guy should get 20 a game. I mean, right there I'm getting points. Just He doesn't even have to run for one yard. I'm going to get points. Is Derrick Henry the pick here? Yeah, look, he gets hurt in PPR formats, but this is a little, it is PPR here, but we do get the .25 per carry. He had 215 last year. So, you know, he's a big back, 6'3", 250. He can easily take 250, 275, and should be able to take that punishment. Career high, 4.9 yards per carry. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to believe. I don't know. Do you know how many touchdowns Derrick Henry scored last year? Not many. You're going to be, you're going <laughs> to, that's why I asked this. I thought you, you might know because I thought you had six. 12. Really? Right? I no, but, no, but, 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 no, but, no, but he, he had, had like f- 10, 10 in the last three weeks. Well, seven in the last four, yeah. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. Before that. Though. But before even, that. Even, even with that, though, like, you know, he had, okay, seven from weeks 14 to 16. That means he still had five before that, and it didn't feel like it, right? No, because he was putrid. But the yeah. problem was, was that I thought Derrick Henry should have had 15 going into the last three weeks. I mean, seriously, he didn't have a touchdown until week seven. Right, and, you know, he was getting the ball the first few weeks. Well, 10, 18, 18. So he had right. two games of 18, and then all of a sudden it was, was like, terrible. Yeah, it was that... Deion Lewis time. And, then, and then all of a sudden, and we, we that week 14 game where a lot of people had him on the bench. And you understand why? Look at his last three weeks before that. 9 for 46, 8 for 30, 10 for 40. Why would you start I, him against Jacksonville? I know, but my point is, like, what if, he, what if I'm getting Henry of the last four weeks? I just have a first-round pick right here. Uh, it's possible, yeah. It's a bold uh, move. Now, I mean, you know I'm all about the bold moves. All right. I, 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 it's probably right at his ADP, right? I think, and I've yeah. seen another draft's fourth, fifth round. So, yeah, he's in. And, you know, obviously some guy, you can't look at this for ADP because the quarterbacks are going earlier. You're tight end, so it's pushing uh, some of the running backs down the board a little bit when we get to this range. All right, and I got three receivers for you. Tyler Lockett, number one guy, Russell Wilson's guy, Doug Baldwin's gone. I could be looking at a guy who gets the most he's ever had here. Maybe he's getting 70 receptions for 1,000 yards here. Like him here? Yeah, he's in play. Also, remember, this is uh, best ball. So, you know, he's, he was actually pretty consistent last year because I had him in a redraft league, and we always sat there like, he's not going to score again, is he? And he would have like three for 70 and a touchdown. So you got to think that the amount of targets certainly has to go up. And in best ball, uh, he's, he's a good uh, – Good investment. Right. And I'll give you another guy just like him, Calvin Ridley. Maybe three or four weeks, I get big weeks from Ridley. He goes, you know, uh, 
uh, what, eight for 168 and two touchdowns. Maybe I don't get that every week, but this is best ball. I get that four weeks. I'm looking pretty good. Right. I think it's a very solid offense that pretty much brings back the same skill talent. Obviously, they upgraded the offensive line in the draft as well. Uh, so it's a division two where they should be able to have some opportunities to pass the ball against opposing defenses as well. All right. My last receiver for you, Tyreek Hill. Oh, that is ballsy, bro. Dude. That is it, ballsy. Here's I'm going to throw this out to you, and this is why I'm so tempted to make this pick here. They had video of Kareem Hunt. There was a video, and Hunt got eight games. There was no video with Tyreek Hill. There's a lot of back talk here. The, the, the girlfriend saying one thing, Hill saying one thing. What if he only gets three weeks? And then I get 13 weeks out of this guy. That is true. Um, I guess there's also the possibility that something pops up during the season, although I, I would think it, if anything comes out, it would be before then. Uh, it's a very bold move, and you know, maybe in a field like this, you say, you know what, I'm going to either win this or it doesn't matter. So, yeah, that would be – if he played the full 16 games oh, and get him baby. Here, yeah, it's <laughs> – So that's uh, what I mean. You, I'm, you, really, I'm you, really, you really have to ruin the rest of your draft. And I could do that, but I'm really, <laughs> I'm really leaning Tyreek Hill. Really, you are am, okay. It's bold. I, I'll give you credit. I mean, it's look. No one knows. Everyone could sit here and speculate. We have no idea. We don't know. I mean, do you, do you know why? It's not that I like Lock and Ridley a lot, but Hill, if he plays 16 games, I'm, I, I should win this league. I mean, I'm getting a first round pick in round four. Yeah, I mean, especially best ball format. We saw what that offense did last year. I mean, right. he there, there's nothing to doubt. I mean, even his worst week. What is his worst week? Two for 70? Right. So, I mean, why do you, do you think people, let's just say I don't pick him here. Would you, let's be honest now. Would you consider him at 5-6 or would you think that's too early? 5-6? You know, when the next rounds, 5-6. and six. Oh. Uh, for me... I'm probably avoiding right now. And that might turn out to be wrong, but I I don't know, man. This whole era of everything. Or is it safer to go with Lockett or Ridley, who you know will get me five good weeks, right? And that went, and then I could take it. See, that's the way I'm looking at it. Maybe take Lockett or Ridley and then get a, one of those running backs on the way back because Taz is not going to take all three. I'm going to get one of those guys on the way back for sure. Right. Taz has a running back, a receiver, and a quarterback. So, right. uh, yeah, it's – I think I like Ridley more than Lockett because it's a better offense. It is Agreed. a better offense, but Lockett's got to be the one there. But that he's not a typical one because – And he's, he's small. Gonna, he's not going to get 150 targets. And right. then we mentioned how that team just doesn't throw much at all. Right. So that's why I think it's either Ridley or Hill. Man. You know, you know how I say how you went draft on us. How get the most press, baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we'll talk about this for a few weeks. And yeah, baby. Yeah. And, and we and we never we'll probably never talk about it again. Even exactly. If even if you or I win this league, no one will know. We we're not going to talk about it once the <laughs> no. season ends. Exactly. We'll be I, talking about the fantasy football world championships and where we're finishing. Like, don't oh. you remember at Roto Experts when I took two quarterbacks? Yeah, I thought I was like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" Dude, I won and the draft, I'll, and then I was like, "Yeah, he just wants to get pub." Unbelievable, <laughs> exactly. this guy. I won the draft, right? You're talking about how stupid I am. 
<laughs> talking about me, right? So, so my thought is, I don't know. Doc's like, there's no bad press. Exactly. exactly. But I would think, you know, but the Hill move is one that it's a Dr. Roto, it's a Dr. Roto move, dude. Because yeah. if, it's, if it hits, Look, it's a winner. I, I don't even know where to rank Tyree Kill right now. Would you even put him in your rankings? I know we're starting to work on our ranks. I don't even know where to put him. Let me just put it this way. Every time I see a draft board and I see him going in the seventh or eighth round, you know what the first thing I say to myself is? Great pick. Great pick. I go, this guy can win because all he's got to do is not is play, miss two games. He's in for how many games did Zeke miss? Four? Six. Six. So if he misses six games, I'm still getting 10 games of Tariq Hill. Yeah, that's that's true. I don't know, but this thing, I mean, this is involving a kid, man. I know there's no... Is there proof? There's his word against hers. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's a tricky situation. All right, I'll have to debate what to do. I'll let you know what I do when full-time fantasy returns right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, we're back. It's Dr. Roto and Adam Ronas with Full-Time Fantasy. Do me a favor. May Madness. You don't have much time, and you will be absolutely mad if you miss out on this opportunity to sign up right now. Get your deposit in at playffwc.com. You know you're going to play in our leagues anyway. Put down the deposit. Get put in into a sweepstakes where you might get a free team. Why wouldn't you take that shot? 200 bucks that you know you're going to spend. Right? You know you want to be in our leagues because they're fantastic. And then maybe you get a free team. And if you could take that free team and, and win, you win 10K. And what did you do? You put up a $200 deposit you're going to do anyway. Adam is a no-brainer to me. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, you know you're going to play, so you might as well just put the deposit down now. It's 200 bucks. You don't have to select your draft or time yet. You can decide on that later as your schedule sorts itself out, and you get involved. Uh, you get put into a drawing where you can win a free entry into the World Championship valued at $1,795. So you might as well do it. Tomorrow is the last day. Absolutely. All right. So play FFWC.com. Come join us. And remember, whether you do it online or you come out to Vegas, we're happy to see you at the Palms Hotel. Did, did you see the Palms? Looks real new, dude. Bobby Flay's got a restaurant there. This guy, Mark Vetri, who's a pasta genius, has a, has a restaurant there. They're really redoing the Palms. Yeah. So they put in a ton of money with renovations and adding things. So uh, it's been fun. You know, I've been there two years. I know you've been there longer, but it's uh, definitely a good time. Get to see a lot of people that follow us and uh, always have a good time out there in Vegas. So looking forward to it again. All right, Ronas. I made my pick. I did absolutely. I, took, I did a 180. I took Derrick Henry. Oh, terrible pick. Terrible pick. That guy sucks. Yeah. But you know why I look at Henry? I look at him as another winning pick like Tyreek Hill. Because if he is the Derrick Henry we saw in the playoffs, that's a Derrick Henry I want to own. Yeah, for sure, man. I would have. I was kind of hoping he would make it back, but I know he wouldn't. Over to the range, where all right, he's not going to make it back. But uh, definitely would have easily taken him had he made it back. And uh, you know, I considered too. I'm like, all right, if I don't take a quarterback, he probably would have been one of the running backs I considered. But I felt I looked at it at the time, and I just said, you know, you know, this one. You're picking at the end at 12, man. You just it's it's. You gotta anticipate runs, and I just assessed the board, and I said, "Okay, we're starting to see the drop off in running backs. The elite receivers are gone. There's not many tight ends. The quarterbacks are gonna have to go. As much as all of these guys want to wait on a quarterback, there comes a point where you go, okay, well, the quarterbacks is gonna score a ton of points. We have to start two. They're gonna go now, and I knew it. So I said, I gotta take a quarterback, and it worked out because once I took a quarterback, one, two, three, four went, and there'll be more that go before it comes back to me." When people ask me, Dr. Roto, do you like snake drafts or do you like auctions? I honestly tell you I always like an auction more because the truth is I can kind of get the players I want when they come up. Here, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, you pretty much had no chance. If you didn't take Derrick Henry here, he was never getting back to you. If I didn't take him, somebody would have. And that's the problem when these serpentine drafts is that you pretty much kind of know who you're going to get at what pick you have. Right? I have Christian pick number two. I'm not getting Melvin Gordon unless I want to take him number two overall, which I wouldn't do. Right. And I'm 12. I have no shot at those top four running backs. Right. So, I mean, there's something about that that I just don't like. And, And that's why when we say, well, who's the best fantasy football player out there? The answer is I don't know. Because if I have pick two and you have pick 12, do I have an advantage over you? I might. Well, usually we'd say yes, but if that number two pick turns out to be like, you know, David Johnson of a couple years ago, then obviously you have a disadvantage. But, you know. But you get my point. No, I, I, no, I completely understand it, and it makes sense. And also, you know, you could say, well, this guy wins all the time. Well, how many teams does he have? You know, you get a lot of opportunity to get exposure to different players. So, you know, we know who's good, but who's the best? I mean, that's just so open-ended. Right. I mean, look, it's almost like when you play in DFS, put a single entry in there. When you put 150 lineups in there and I put in five, are you really better than I am? I don't don't know about that. So someone puts in 150 entries, they win a GPP, and they talk about, oh, look how great I am. And maybe 10, 15 of those entries were all near the bottom. What what does that mean? You had uh, exposure to a bunch of different lineups. Now, I'll give you credit. You won. You still got to win it. But if you're putting a 150, you're talking about the one you won. 
and maybe 75% of them could have all been below average, below 50%. What does that mean? Think about it this way, and maybe this is right or not. If you pick two and I pick 12 and vice versa, then if one of us won the league, then you could say that was fair because we both had a chance to do the same thing at different spots. Right. Yeah. Like if I was in 12 leagues and I had a different pick of all 12, then, I, then that to me would be the most fair thing I could think of. Yeah, and the other factor, which we've talked about a lot, is the fab is different in every single I league, know, man. That's true. That's I true. mean, I, I've seen in the great fantasy baseball invitational uh, for baseball, the prices, uh, you know, I'm in League One, which is the League of Champions. Everyone who was in that league won their league last year. So that's really good players, including Clay Link, who won the overall last year. And the prices in fab are insane every week. Lourdes Gurriel went for 263. Yeah. Oh. Brian Ambos is in a league. He got him for a dollar. How is that possible? He goes in 263 in one league and then a dollar in another? Right. No, look, and the fan addict is a great player. He could have been in that Champions League. But I, I think, you know, it, look, it's, it's very, very true. You know, we, go, we talked about the Roto Bowl 100 years ago when I got Keenan Allen. That is my biggest problem. I love the high-stakes leagues. I do. I'll tell you two things I don't like about them. And I don't know how to fix what I don't like. Firstly, fab. I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how Lourdes Gurriel goes for a buck in one league and 262 in another. Secondly, in, in football, come on. Adam, I don't know if you remember last year. I was, what, the number one team going into the playoffs last year by like 150 points, right? I don't know if you remember that. By 150 points, I was number one. Then all of a sudden you do the aggregate. One big one week, all of a sudden everybody caught up to me. There has to be a way that my 13 weeks is worth more than somebody's week 14. Yeah, I mean, that's unfortunately how it is in fantasy. We see it a lot. In, well, I mean, it's in regular fantasy football, right? I mean, you could have a, a number. You could be the number one seed, get your bye. You go into the semifinals, you have a bad week. Or you could have a great week. And then the team you're playing just has also a great week and your season's done. But I think I could live with that more than the other way because when you do the aggregate score, I was only at 162.4 and somebody's at 148.2. 14 points is, is a kicker, right? My kicker goes, they, they, don't, they get shut out and your guy puts up five field goals. You're beating me on a kicker. Shouldn't my 13 weeks of success mean more than that? Well, it is rewarded in a prize most time, right? I know, but not, not a big enough prize. Maybe I'm being greedy, well, but it's, not a big, it's, it's only well, a $200 prize to win your league in, in the online championship. Oh, you, oh, online. Okay, I thought you yeah. world championship. No, in the online championship, 200 bucks, dude, is nice, but it's dinner. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. You see, what is the solution? And you said you weren't sure if you had one, I, right? The only solution I had, and I was talking with Frankie, Fantasy Frankie, maybe you double the number. So instead of me being up 14 points, I'm up 28 points. Okay. Eh, it's still... Because that's slight, it's but it's slight, something. But I, yeah, I still don't think you'd be happy in the long run with that. Because I think I would be because I think that it, it gives that first place team or the higher teams a little bit more of an edge. Now, I still could get caught, but 14 is one player. 28 points is literally two players have to suck. Well, at least it doesn't come down to one week. At least you get three weeks. Right, but you know, last year, if you had Derrick Henry, how did you not come in the top five in your in overall? I know. If you were close. And here's the And thing. Mike Williams. How about Mike Williams? I had Henry and Mike Williams. And both on the bench or one on the bench? Well, no, I, I know we talked played. about. I, I, flew up in the, I flew up in the standings in one league. 
Okay, I know we talked about Mike Williams that week, and I remember, yeah. you know, we both, uh, we both I benched him, him in one he, league and right, played him in a couple. Yeah, Right, I had him in my 14-team home league and played him. I mean, I kind of really didn't have great options anyway. But here, that's the thing about the Derrick Henry thing last year. How many teams went into that week 14 and said, oh, man, I really don't have great options this week. I have to play Derrick Henry. I don't right. want to. And you they stepped got, in, you stepped and they in got lucky. Right. You got lucky. And look, it's happened to all of us. It's part of the game. Sometimes we do get lucky. But, man, there were people who probably had really good teams and had depth at running back and said, yeah, I'm not even considering playing Derrick Henry this week. I, you know, they had three top ten running backs, and Henry had done nothing for weeks. It was Jacksonville, even though it wasn't the Jacksonville dominant defense that people drafted. But they were still, if I remember correctly, I think they still actually had good numbers statistically going they into did. that they week. Were, they, were not, they didn't suck. They were pretty good. Right. So it's one of those things in fantasy sports. This is why, like, yes, is it a lot of its skill? Yeah. If you're the number one team after 13 weeks, I got to think there's a lot of skill involved. But there is an element of luck, and sometimes it doesn't go your way in those three weeks. Well, you know, the thing was interesting about Mike Williams was that after he had the great week, we knew he was going to have a bad week against the Ravens, right? And he oh, yeah, had like yeah. one catch for eight yards. So a lot of fantasy football is the knowing when to play the guy and when not to. I, and I give all credit in the world. And look, I know Chad Schrader plays on 5,000 teams, but I give him credit for dropping Deshaun Watson and picking up Damian Williams. I would not have made that move. I think very few people would have. And yeah. it obviously I mean, turned out to be a very shrewd move. And I remember talking to him about that when he came on the show. And, yeah, it was a, a very – I think his other quarterback was Mahomes, right? Right. But the only thing I will say is he can do that move because he has 150 teams. And when I've got three or four teams, I can't – I feel I can't do that same move. True. I mean, you can, but I understand you're thinking where you're saying, yeah, I just can't risk it. What if this quarterback gets hurt? Then I'm screwed. Right. That's he, where, you know – He can do that. I mean, look, if Mahomes would have gotten hurt, then he would have been screwed. Right. No, no. It, it, it's the have, – have you been watching the guy in Jeopardy? I James have not, actually. Oh, dude. Is oh, he, my God. So he's still going? Oh, my God. you got to watch it. He is Wait, what time does it control. come on? I think it's 7.30. By, at least by me in Florida, it's 7.30. So he it's the is same. so good. Well, it's, is he more knowledge or game everything. theory? Okay, everything. So what I was going to say is it's the game theory is – so a lot of people get on Jeopardy, right? And they, let's say they have $10,000 and the daily double comes in, right? You know the game, right? Yeah. So they'll go, I'll bet 2000 Alex. He gets $10,000. He goes all in. He's all in all the time. So when he wins and he gets to 20000 these other people are at 6000 He's ahead. And he does it every single time he gets a daily double. It's brilliant. Yeah, I've kind of read about it, heard about it. Uh, You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. He's okay. so good, and he's so fast. And you know what's amazing about this guy? Now, look, I tried out for Jeopardy, and I'm really good at trivia. You'd have to just take my word for it, all right? I'm really good at trivia. This guy knows, like, ballet and opera and bees and the craziest things that I have no idea about. This guy knows everything about. Didn't he say he's, like, a well, he's a professional gambler and he, he wants is. to be a GM or yeah. something, right? But you know what? What he does is he's very clever. And here's a couple of things. And Ron Chandler did an article on him in The Athletic. I don't know if you, if you read it. I didn't see it yet. No. Yeah, it's good. Firstly is that he bounces all over the board so that he doesn't give you a chance to get a rhythm. So he'll go here and there and then bounce all over because people just like to go in order. So right. he pisses yeah, they people just off two, This for 200. Right, this for 400. 400 this right, for right. 600. So, and, then he, and then he starts at the 2,000, the lowest ones. He starts at the hardest questions first, always. So most people like slowly ramp up. He goes to the hardest question first. 
right? These are all game theory things he's doing. And then he's betting so aggressively that unless these people bet as aggressively, they have no chance. Do you know how many days in a row has he won? 29. Oh, wow. And I've watched maybe about 10 or 12 of them. It's, it's mesmerizing how good he is. I got to think the ratings are extremely high. Right? Oh, they are. He's like a two and a half million dollars. And and to be honest with you, he's got no weakness that you're just like, well, how's it? I don't even know how he loses. Somebody's got to be close enough to him in final jeopardy to make him bet more. I don't know how he loses. Yeah, I just I didn't realize he was still going. I know I oh. you know followed it, heard about it, just haven't watched it. And uh, that's just an amazing run. And uh, clearly he has found something in the game that no one else has done, and he's exploited it, taken an advantage. Well, there was a guy. Did you ever hear the show Press Your Luck? I've heard of the show. I've big Bucks, No Whammies, Big Bucks, No Whammies. It was a show on years ago. They're, they're running it again this summer. It was a computer guy, computer expert, who figured out how to time it so that he got like 5000 in a spin every time. So they had to redo the computer board. That's how smart this guy was. Th- that guy was cheating, though. This guy's not cheating. This guy's legit. Yeah, that's impressive, man. I, I, yeah, I got to remember to check it out. Yeah, just DVR it. I DVR it every night. And I, I watch oh, it you don't watch it live? No, well, I'm usually working, doing something. So I'll watch it when I'm having dinner. And it's just, just like, you know, it's unreal. But the reason this came up with the whole Jeopardy thing is the, a lot of the game theory, you know, Chad's game theory was let me go all in on the quarterback and if my guy gets hurt, that's a bold game theory move that he was able to do because he has multiple teams. Yeah, and clearly it worked. Uh, you know, he, I don't remember the roster at the time, but he probably had a ton of running backs. And he goes, man, I really don't have a spot for Damian Williams, but I like Damian Williams. He's going to be the guy for Kansas City in a prolific offense, and I need this guy down the stretch. I also need to keep him away from my opponents. I really have no one to drop. You know what? I'll take a shot. Uh, I'm going to roll with Mahomes every week anyway. I don't need Watson. I'll take the risk that over the next three weeks, Mahomes stays healthy. I'm not playing Watson anyway, and no one can pick him up. That's the other thing, too, because that's the last week of fact. Right. It was, it was genius. No, right. no one else can pick him up. It's not like you're helping uh, an opponent who can you know, beat you if Watson has a big game. That was the other factor that you had to take into account. And, yeah, and you know, there's a reason why. You know, again, like we said, you, people are going to say, oh, he's got all these teams. Fine. You can have all these teams. It doesn't mean you're going to win if you're not a good player. That's Could you imagine you... having 150 teams and losing? There's people who will. There, you know that, Doc. There's a bunch of people that after they had 150 teams, they wouldn't win. They wouldn't even sniff the top 20. It's so you true. You know it's true. That's <laughs> true. That's why, you know, if these guys win, you do have to give them credit. I know it's easy to sit here and go, well, he had 100 teams and I had five. It's not fair. Okay, well, you know, he has the money to put it in. You know? Adam, can I tell you something? And, and we do this because we know who the good players are, right? Darren Summer, Kimra, Glenn Lowy, Chad. Why don't, why don't people go and study their drafts? We have all the draft boards available in Vegas. You can go up to the suites and look at every draft board. I mean, if I didn't know what I was doing, I would go and find out who the best people are and what are they doing. Yeah, for sure. And just kind of look and say, okay, what is the pattern here? What are they doing? And, of course, they're gonna, they'll admit they'll have a couple bad teams, whether it's injuries or a bad pick. But, you know, if you get a few of them and study them, you'll probably see some type of consistent pattern there or at least a group of players that stand out. And you With go, Chad, okay, Chad always gets receivers, and then he always gets running backs who catch the ball, like the T.J. Yeldons and the Naim Hines of the world. And then he gets like five of those guys, and two of them pan out. Yeah, and then, of course, he goes to the waiver wire, and 
We see running backs emerge off the – I mean, Damian Williams is the perfect example. Did we even talk about Damian Williams before the year? No. I had him on a dynasty league, and I cut him at some point because he was like the Dolphins' trash. Right. And then all of a sudden, somebody's trash is somebody's treasure. Right. You get put in the right offense with the right coach behind the right line. I mean, almost any running back could have succeeded in Kansas City last year. Right. No, exactly. I, I, I totally agree with that. But I, I think, you know, it's funny you said that about some, some teams never being able to win. There are some draft boards I look at, I go, how could you construct a lineup that way? In a million years, I wouldn't have come up with that. Oh, yeah. I, have always, I too, I always look and I'm like, what is this team thinking? You're like, <laughs> really? Like, you actually paid, you know, 1800 bucks for this, 350 bucks for this? Like, just give me the money. Yeah, exactly. I'll put it to better use. I promise <laughs> right. you that. I mean, geez. <laughs> My kids have camp. I'll do something. They'll enjoy it. Your team? You That's why I that always money. say, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, these guys are good. They put up a lot of money. No, you might just have that disposable income. It doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Could you imagine if you just had money that you could blow like that? There are some fun. people that have it. They like this is like, a, you know, fun for them and they want to try and compete, but they really don't know what they're doing. It's amazing. All right, we'll talk more fantasy football and, of course, the night slate in fantasy baseball when we return right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally... I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. All right, good song. What's this song, Michael Jackson. Oh, that's right. 
can I not know that? Oh my God, I'm losing my stuff on this. All right, put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports raging account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grid where you receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com backslash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. I want to talk about James Holzhauer one more thing. So he is a, a pro gambler, Adam. Do you know how he made his money? Same thing with the guys at Action. He makes his money on two things. One, the prop bets before the season. So, like, remember Vegas Dave who bid all, bet, bet all that money on, like, the Royals winning and stuff like that? Right. They, he made a lot of money on that. And James says he makes a lot of money on in-game bets. Oh, because live, he says live the, betting? Yes, because the yeah. bookies have less time to right. think about it. And they've got to put up a number quickly. And if he knows what's going to happen, he can take advantage of that number. So when I see that... I think that in-game wagering is something that, for people like us, might be very, very lucrative. Yeah, I've uh, done it a couple times here in the playoffs with Golden State when they were down like 15 against Portland. You get a nice favorable line. And anytime Golden State is uh, an underdog by like plus 250, plus 300, I think you always take the shot because that team is never out of it, said it for years. That team, in the blink of an eye, can go on a 12-0 run, and they're right back in the game. Against Portland, they were down by at least 15 in games two, three, and four, and they won every game. Imagine if you got really good odds at peak in each of those games and put some money down, you got a nice return. So it's obviously not going to ever work out all the time. Uh, but I, I could see them being down tonight against Toronto. And, you know, if they're down 8-10, uh, you might get a nice plus two, plus 300, and uh, it's a good time to but- take a shot. I thought his comment was genius, though, because, you know, before a game starts, these guys can think about it. They can talk to one another. Well, plus they see the market, too. They see where the money goes. They right. can adjust the line. But in game, they, they have to, it's got to be a very quick move. Boom. And what do you do? And, you, you know, if you – look, we know what we think the score is going to be by the, the end of the game. Right? If we don't change from that, right, if we don't change our answer, if you think the Warriors are going to win tonight, right, and Toronto's up by 10, well, if you still think the Warriors are going to win, why not stick with it, like you said, and you could be rich. Yeah, and I kind of wish I uh, paid attention last night and took the Dodgers money line when they were down 8-3 against the Mets because they came back and won. And, you know, the Mets bullpen has been taxed. Edwin Diaz threw for the seventh time in 10 days. He was used in a non-save situation on Monday. And the Dodgers are just relentless. It's such a good lineup. So the Mets were down uh, up 8-3 in the seventh inning. They had second and third no out. They didn't score. You know, that's a time where you go, okay, what is the money line here? And, yeah, it sounds absurd. And, then, oh, you're talking after the fact. No, but these are the situations to help you for the future. When you see a team like the Dodgers that's so prolific offensively, the Astros, the Yankees, I know those teams are banged up now, and they're going against a team with a bad bullpen in their home, always go to your app if you're in a legal state, and fortunately I am in New Jersey, and just look, see what the odds are. Oftentimes it's going to be plus 200, plus 300. Sometimes it'll be off the board if it's, you know, an insurmountable lead. But always check it out, and you're going to get great odds. And, you know, you don't even have to put a ton of money, and you'll still make a, a good profit. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the wave of the future, and that's what's going to become more popular is the live in-game betting. I can't, Maybe I'm wrong, and sometimes I, I don't remember things as well as I should, but I tend to remember that Mariano Rivera only pitched in what was safe situations. And if he came in in a non-safe situation, it was rare, maybe because he hadn't pitched in a few days. Pitching Edwin Diaz in a non-safe situation on Monday makes no sense to me. 
It just yeah. doesn't. I forgot the score at the time. I mean, look, it is the Dodgers, so that situation, I could see it a little bit more because, again, this team is just mashing right now. I think it was I was nine. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, they were losing that game. I think he pitched the eighth. Uh, the Mets but you know what I say, you should be putting your closer in in obvious safe situations. And I always think that's the most dangerous time when a closer comes in in a non-safe situation because they don't give that same 100%. I always feel like giving 93%, and that's when the blowups occur. Okay, it wasn't Monday. There was, there was a day he was used in a non-safe situation, though, but he's pitched seven times in the last 10 days, and he clearly did not have it at all. I mean, the first two batters came in, he gave up home runs, and I knew it was over. I'm like... He's not going to get the save here. And, you know, he said it was the worst game of his career. He gave up five hits. And, you know, that was uh, an example where you could have bet live in game and probably gotten good odds on the Dodgers and, and win some money. But, uh, yeah, Golden State for me is, is the team that they're just never out of it. So if it's in game and they're trailing, uh, that's where I'm going to take a shot. All right, before we get into the night slate, uh, we have the NBA Finals that start tonight. Is there Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard to me? Honestly, I have I, I may be saying this now for the first time. I don't know if I ever thought it until but before the last couple of days. He may be the best all-around player in the NBA. I think Durant's the best scorer. I think LeBron is a great player. But what this guy's done, Kawhi Leonard has done something I've never seen before. He is the best on offense and defense. Yeah, he's he's definitely in the top three. I don't know if you could say the best, but he's definitely up there. And, you know... I knew about it for a while. I mean, Kawhi's been in one of the best for years, I guess, because he sat out last year. People forgot, and he right. sat out about 22 games in the regular season, so I think that turned a lot of people off. But clearly, he's one of the best players. Remember, this guy, I saw a really good clip the other day. So it was when Kawhi was 21, his first year in the league, when the Spurs were playing, I guess, was it the Cavs in the finals when LeBron was at the Cavs or the Heat? No, the Heat. And LeBron was at the free throw line. He turned around. He saw Kawhi Leonard check into the game, and you see him go throw an F-bomb. Like he, right. This is a 21-year-old kid checking into the game, and LeBron was like, damn it, man. He's yeah. coming in the game. That goes to show you. And LeBron, That's how good the defense is. Right, and Kawhi has been an NBA Finals MVP. He's won championships, so he's done this before. Now he's doing it where it's his team, and he's carrying the team. And, you know, everyone is always in the moment, unfortunately, but anyone who's like a real hardcore NBA fan knows how good Kawhi Leonard is. I I tell you this, though, and I think, though, as good as he is, the Warriors between Iguodala and Draymond Green, you got 12 fouls there on Kawhi. You can, and Iguodala is as good a defender as there is in the NBA. He's got to be a top five guy right there along with Kawhi. That's the difference here. Because I don't think, I think that the Warriors can shut down Kawhi. And Kawhi is going to shut down somebody. But who's going to shut down Steph Curry? Yeah, I believe, and I said this last year, year before, I know it's Curry, Durant, Thompson, but I really think Draymond Green is the key for this team. I mean, he is the piece that puts everything together, and you saw his play against Portland. He did not have a great regular season. He was he does, great against Portland. He does everything. He can score. He can hit the three. He drives to the bat. His court vision is phenomenal for big men. The passes that I see him make, he just sets up his teammates He's got the intensity, and I know but, it. But he may him have sometimes. to play a lot of defense against Kawhi. He's going to have to cover him. Yeah, he will. But I, I don't think it's. Uh, could he get in foul trouble? I mean, he could we be looking at four, four fouls in the third quarter. I mean, that's what what I'm looking at here. He could, and you know, he held his emotions in check in the Portland series, and just because he did that doesn't mean it will go away. We know he has a tendency to get into it with the officials, so that's something that he has to be able to control. 
I mean, I think it's going to be a wild scene in Toronto, man. It just looks – I saw there were people lining up at 7 a.m. this morning to get into Jurassic Park. It's going to be a wild scene. They're fired up for it. I still think Golden State wins a series. I know a lot of people are giving Toronto a shot. I think it goes six, but I think Golden State wins. If Golden State wins one of two here, you've got to think they're going to win two or three at home. And I tell you this, I still hate, and I'm going to go with the word hate here, Adam. I hate the 2-3-2. You're 2-2-1-1-1 all the way in the playoffs until the finals. Why, why switch then? It makes no sense to me. It's not 2-3-2 anymore. Oh, it isn't? No. Oh, wait a second. I had no idea. It's the first I heard of this. Yeah, game five is in Toronto, game six in Golden State, game seven in Toronto. They switched that because I know up till this year it had been 2-3-2. They I, finally changed that? I think they switched it. No, back. they didn't switch. No, I don't think so. It's been 2-3-2. No, nah, game five is in Toronto, game six is in Golden State. That's why I like that because I think they're going to split oh, here. Oh, thank God. Okay. I think they're going to split here. I think Golden State's going to win game three and four. Toronto's going to win game five. And Golden, and Golden State will win in six, right? Yeah, at home uh, in their arena for the final year. So they'll close out that arena with a, a championship, and then they have the new arena next year. If they go to seven, do you worry? We, I do because I'll be on vacation, and I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to – I mean, I'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll show it. I'll find a place to go. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't worry. I mean, obviously, the home team usually has an advantage, but uh, Golden State has such experience that it, it really doesn't matter to me. But it would make it very interesting if it goes to a game seven. I mean, pretty. Uh, the NBA is unpredictable, but I do feel strongly. I, th- I think six sounds about right here. I, I do just, think. I do think Toronto takes one of these first two. I just. I don't like the odds. Are like it's weird. Golden State's only is a one point underdog tonight. Some one and a half in some books. Like it's weird. Like a lot of money's going on Toronto. I don't know. I think people underrate sharp money. People. I have to. Well, we have to ask Frankie about that because people underrate the Warriors. I still, without Durant, I think they underrate him. Yeah, I mean, I have Golden State tonight. I would take that, getting a point and a half uh, if, if I'm putting money on the game. Um, I did have Golden State a very good odds to win this series, and I hedged it by putting someone on Toronto. So I'm going to make a profit. It either be, I'll make more of a profit if Golden State wins. If I make Toronto, I'll make a little profit. But that's the other thing, too, is when you make the preseason, sometimes you want to hedge your bet a little bit. Uh, some well, people no, don't that, like to do it. No, but that's what that guy did in, in that action show, right? Remember he yeah. had with the Rams? That was smart. Yeah. All right. Let's go through the night slate super quick, Adam. Uh, Milwaukee against Pittsburgh. Chase Anderson against Joe Musgrove. Musgrove struggled. Anderson's been good. Yeah, I like Musgrove overall, but I, I don't think I have confidence in him tonight uh, against Milwaukee. I mean, it is a better uh, pitching environment, pitching in Pittsburgh compared to Milwaukee, but uh, it's, it's hard for me to have confidence in him tonight. All right, then we've got the sale against the Hap, uh, Red Sox against the Yankees, if that game even happens. Yeah, that's the biggest concern right now, and I don't think you want to throw Chris Sale against the Yankees anyway. Uh, you're going to have to spend up, and I don't think people want to spend up for pitching. Uh, but, yeah, you really have to check the weather on that one. Again, the weather does not look good till like 10, 10, 30. I don't know if they'll wait it out. The Twins, who are 37-17 and 17 on the year, against the Rays, who are 34-19. and 19. Martin Perez against Charlie Morton. You know, before the year started, you'd be like, do I really want to see this game? I think the answer is, yeah, you really want to see that game. Two good pitchers. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, I know we have Yankees, Red Sox on the slate. That's always uh, fun. Well, for some people. Some people don't like four, four and a half hour games. But it's a huge rivalry. Uh, and the Yankees are just playing so well right now. But, 
Yeah, this is a really good uh, matchup. Uh, the Rays are not as good against left-handed pitching. Uh, it's a good park, so uh, I do like Perez tonight. All right, the Kansas City against Texas, Jake Junis against Mike Miner. Load up on your Rangers tonight, Adam. Oh, yeah, and uh, I think there could be some wind in this game. Uh, Junis allows a ton of home runs. Not good against lefties, so got to see if Gallo's back in the lineup because he sat out. Uh, they said it was a planned day arrest, but he was bothered by a little bit of a wrist. You know, Chu, Cabrera, I mean, all these guys. <laughs> Load them up. All right, Cleveland against the White Sox. Carlos Carrasco against Manny Benuelos. I always like Carrasco. Yeah, he's just been disappointing lately, man. I have him in season long, and he just – I mean, he kind of does this. He goes through this lull, and then he'll bounce back. But, yeah, he's in a good spot tonight. Uh, I think uh, that Cleveland's a big favorite, minus 195. Uh, so, yeah, I think he, he, you can look at him. All right, the New York Metropolitans against the Dodgers. Jason Vargas against Hyunjin Ryu. Ryu, just a really good, and Vargas, not very good. I like Kiki Hernandez tonight. I like my uh, the Verdugo and Freeze and Turner. Get your get your righties in there for the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, Vargas has had decent games at times, but this is the Dodgers, man. They should mash him. And you mentioned Freeze. He's got great career numbers against Vargas. I think it's three home runs, uh, good average, and I would think Freeze is in there tonight. So that's a guy that I would think is pretty cheap, could save you some money. All right, the Angels are playing the Mariners. Felix Jalapena against UC Kikuchi. I have th- found that Kikuchi has been a monumental disappointment this year. I-, I usually love Japanese pitchers who come over, especially in their first year, and Kikuchi was a very good pitcher in Japan. He's been very mediocre. I mean, a 3.82 ERA for today is actually pretty good. Uh, it's just the dynamics of pitching has changed. So I guess it depends on what your expectations were. Um, very high, as you can hear. Yeah, so maybe... Do you like little... Pena tonight? I do. Uh, I, th- I thought they were going to have an opener. Or right, they so are right, listing so, it. right. So... But I do see him listed as a starter. I mean, if I like him. You know, obviously, if there's an opener, it's even better. Because, you know, gives him more, even if he goes three, four innings, he could still get a win. But, yeah, I do. Uh, I think so, he's in play. So who are your pitchers tonight? Martin Perez? Yeah, I like Perez. I Mike like... Minor? I like Pena. I like... Ryu? Yeah, <laughs> How, but I, I don't know what the price is. I mean, the Dodgers are minus 280. Jeez. Perez Ryu, that's interesting. I could get behind that, but I think it's going to cost me it probably literally too much. Like, yeah. Let me see what's going on here. Pena should be one of the cheaper guys. Uh, maybe he's the cheap guy to, to get in to fit some bats if you want to get one of the more expensive arms. All right, let's see. I'm trying to go on our fan duel tonight. Ryu is 11,000. Perez is 9,000. Pena is 6,800. That's pretty good. It is. I don't know if you want to go with him as your one arm. On I would go Perez, I think, at nine. Yeah, I think that's a fair price. Uh, and again, uh, I think the Rays, are, they're just not as good against lefties. I think Carrasco's in play. Uh, he's 10-2, though, on Vandal. All right, so Miner's, not, Miner's not bad. I mean, Kansas City's a lineup, though. I don't, I don't, and it's in Texas. You know, the, the top six is pretty good right now. All right, let me look. I'm, I'm on DraftKings now. We're looking at Ryu was 11-2. I take Pena on DraftKings as one of my two arms. At 75, yeah. yeah. And who's your other arm? Uh, Perez at 9? Yeah. Right, so Perez and Pena we like. And then so on, on FanDuel, though, if you only had one guy, are you going Pena or are you going Perez? Uh, probably Perez. Carrasco's not... Uh, no, Carrasco's probably going to be highly owned. Carrasco's right? actually 9,500 is a pretty good deal there. 
Yeah, and he's been, I think because he's had a couple struggles, but uh, he has actually pitched well uh, against the White Sox this year. Yeah, you know what? I might look at Carrasco and DK. Carrasco, just, Carrasco Perez or Carrasco Pena? Either one, depending on uh, you know how much batch you, uh, the batch you can get. What is Freeze's price tonight? Do we have a price on him? Uh, Freeze is twenty nine hundred on draft on Fanduel, which I love. Okay, yeah, that's like free. Dude, I'm loading up. I'm going Kiki. I'm going Turner. Chris going Taylor Freeze. could be in the lineup tonight. He's thirty four yeah. DK twenty six on Fanduel. Yeah. Uh, is the Dodgers stack just too predictable? Dodgers probably, Rangers? probably. I think the Dodgers will probably be very popular tonight. So, yeah. and maybe in cash games, fine. Uh, tournaments, though, I don't know. Sometimes I go with the weird stack, you know, the seven, eight, nine guys or the six, seven, eight guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, with the Dodgers, that could work because the, they just go through the lineup so often, and, and you know, you still get some good players in that lineup anyway at the bottom. All right, who's coming up in hour number two, Adam? Uh, Matt Modica from The Athletic. He'll join me at 3.20 p.m. Eastern. He's pretty good at this fantasy baseball thing. Yeah, he's got a couple teams near the top in the main event um, and an auction league with him when he's near the top. So, yeah, it's been a good year for him. Good for him. All right, tell him I said hi. All right. All right, guys, this is Dr. Rona saying be well, take care. Back with you tomorrow. Stay tuned for another hour of Adam Ronas and full-time fantasy, and we're back right after this.